How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 38, and in this episode I'll be giving you a sneak peek, a preview of my interview with the multi-talented writer, artist, photographer, Lauren Kalita. The full interview will be published next week but I really wanted you guys to hear this this is our talk that we had leading up to the interview and we talked about autopilot I hope you enjoy the show absolutely relate to that I have a story that I overtell that I think my son and Nate are probably like they roll their inner eyes because they've heard me tell it so many times about um 29 rolls of film um that I mean I remember probably every single exposure on every single one of those 29 rolls of film in an epic trip the last right before I got pregnant with Logan the last time I was in Europe by myself and I have friends in all these different countries and I took a summer off and, you know, I went with 29 rolls of film and I took pictures of artist friends in their studios. We had plans for those pictures that were meaningful to those friends. My, my Finnish best friend, um, mother, um, right before she died, she had MS. She had not had her photograph taken in decades decades she had never allowed herself to be photographed with her grandchildren let me take like gorgeous gorgeous we did a like a photo shoot with the whole family and um i came back to 29 rolls of film that were blank blank oh no blank what because because (laughs) i it's absolutely my fault Oh, I'm getting like choked up. Just I still, I still, this is, this is years and years ago. It was 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, because I bought a medium format camera, my preferred camera type from eBay because they're a fortune. And so, Mm -hmm. and I like the really, really old ones from like the forties, the fifties, the sixties. And I didn't do a test roll before I left. I just got the camera maybe a week before this trip. Yeah, no need for a test roll. No, no, I did not do a test roll. And the camera had like multiple problems that you you wouldn't know unless you did a test roll or you knew mechanically yeah. what to look for and stuff, which I don't. Yeah, 29 rolls of film. And I will always remember. Yeah. <laughs> I will always get choked up. I will yeah. always kick myself black and blue for... Yeah. Yeah. Memories. They're memories. Test roll. Test roll. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every camera you come across is going to have a test roll. Yes. Yes. Wow. Just like don't let anybody touch your equipment, no matter how expert they are. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter. And it wasn't really any fault of his. I shouldn't put it that way. It was definitely 100% my fault for not double checking. I understand. What I'm like just now. I went and hit record and I'm looking at it. I'm like, something's not right. But we can hear. And I can see it is moving. Things are moving. I'm like, something's not right. And then I 
just one little and you know this has happened before and i used to have a sticky note that says check <laughs> you know so it's working now everything okay. sounds good it's actually a little too loud but that's okay that can be fixed later too loud's better than too soft <laughs> but um those are words to live by <laughs> they kind of are you know on a, on a certain level the purpose that the cigarette okay so listeners i am holding a i don't have my glasses on but this is my partner's cigarette so i guess it's a palm oil i do not smoke i haven't smoked for over 15 years however and this cigarette is not lit will not be lit ever by me but back when i smoked back in the day i smoked when i lived in the most inclusive, diverse places I've ever lived in. I, I smoked in cities. Yeah. So I smoked when I lived in New York. I smoked when I lived in Paris. I would smoke when I traveled, mostly to cities, right? And when I was young enough and irresponsible enough, and I mean irresponsible literally with no judgment, you know, matter yeah. of fact, I did not have real responsibilities. I was not a parent. Um yeah. I was pretty peripatetic, you know, I mean, I was free to like pick up and, and move, change jobs, change yeah. my life whenever I wanted. And so I was, I was my funkiest self. I mean, I really was come as you are, Lauren. Yeah. And I didn't, I think we all have what I call an autopilot mm -hmm. version of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, um, acknowledging allowing space for and giving room to all of the different aspects of selves that we all have yeah and um i think it's really really essential that for me at least i acknowledge that i have numerous different aspects of self and that that's actually a human reality. It isn't a psychiatric disorder yeah. of, of any kind. It's, you know, I mean, we are we are different in some ways with different people in our lives and in yeah. different situations. I mean, I teach um, students who have social difficulties mm -hmm. and we teach them. I mean, we teach them that you must behave differently in different yeah. places with different people in different circumstances. And yet I think most adults in our society really have a difficult time accepting that yeah. we actually have, we, we, we are all they. Mm -hmm. And, and I, that in, in no way, um, is in, in no way is meant to disrespect, um, the, the queer use of the pronoun they, their yeah. and theirs. I fully support people using whatever pronouns they want. And I, yeah. um, know and cherish and, and love, um, individuals who are who are they i also believe that we are all in a sense they because we have you know again the different aspects of self but i have this autopilot mm -hmm. self this is yeah. one of my aspects of self so my autopilot self is that part of me that kicks into gear without my even making necessarily a conscious decision when i feel like i need to be my you, you might say my most respectable version yeah. of myself yep. so I mean you know I mean my posture changes it's mm -hmm. not quite as loose you know I yeah. I I don't wear the pink 
you know, the bright <laughs> pink faux fur that is draped across my lap when I am that autopilot self. You know, yeah. this is my work self. This is my yeah, teacher self. self. Yeah. Um, this is this is the autopilot. I don't want to be the autopilot me in this interview. Yeah. So the autopilot version of myself has taken over the majority of my life since I moved to the Cape. I have too many occasions on which I need to be for my survival. I need to be in the autopilot mode. And yet my artist self absolutely needs my photographer self, my sculptor self, my writer self, absolutely needs not to engage with the autopilot version mm -hmm. of me unless I'm using it for a piece or I'm using it for a, a poem or an essay or a piece of writing, right? Yeah, only allowed when you need it. Right, but it's <laughs> it needs it needs to only come out to be used, mm -hmm. not to speak from or present from. I'm not saying it's inauthentic. The, I believe all the different aspects of, of self mm -hmm. for yeah. all of us, they are all us. I don't believe in, oh, I just wasn't myself or I'm not being myself. I am being myself. I'm being, but I don't want to be, I, I want to bring that close to the bone, not even close to the bone. I mean, in the marrow <laughs> version of me, which is the version that I create from. That's my creative self. And yeah. and that's why when you said that, um, you know, if you if you ask questions or you guide us to a place that's uncomfortable for me, that you invite me to say no. And my response was, I probably won't. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I would probably produce really, really different writing, really different art if I were the kind of artist, writer who didn't consciously go to really uncomfortable places or try yeah. to anyway. Yeah. Try so to. therefore, what the hell am I going to do in interview? You're interviewing me, I think, as a creative. Oh, yeah. Not as a teacher, not as yeah. my professional self, yeah. not from my day job. Yeah, I don't want to see autopilot, Lauren. Right, right. <laughs> so, okay, back to the cigarette, right? This has not been a digression. This is all about the cigarette. Yeah. So the cigarette slows me down. Even if it's not lit and I am not smoking it, it takes me, and, and it's also like a neurological anchor, a memory anchor. It takes me back to the days when it, the cost of being odd, mm -hmm. the cost, the high, high cost of being any version of myself, this version of myself, this marrow deep version of myself was... Um, lost on me yeah it was lost on me it, there probably was a cost mm -hmm. but i chose to live in such a way and i was able to live in such a way that i wasn't i didn't pay yeah. the same price that i would possibly pay today and that i do that i do pay today yeah. by bringing that part of me out in lots of different areas of my life as yeah. a 50 year old mother mm -hmm. yeah with right. a lot of responsibility yeah you know um, so the cigarette <laughs> slows me down and it, and it gives me the pause that I might need if I find myself starting to go into autopilot me. Mm -hmm. This is my pause. Yeah. The last thing I want is autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes to what I, what we were talking about before. I was becoming autopilot Matt. 
mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to pull back and pull myself, you know, back to me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm myself with my wife and my friends and my kids. Yes. My kids know a very goofy father. I'm not. Ditto. I'm not a normal <laughs> person. <clears throat> but I have to go into autopilot when there's, you know, other people around. Because yes. I don't want to look like a psychopath. And they're like, what the heck is up with that guy? Should that guy have kids near him? Right, right, right. You red know, flag, <laughs> red flag. Yeah, I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want them to think there's something going on there. Yeah, that, that, that's what brought me back into trying to get, be myself again. To make space, yeah. To, to get... make space for those, to, yeah. for those aspects of selves that are not, um, that are not just um, skimming the surface, trying to survive. Yeah. There has to be a level that's thriving. That's thriving. Yeah. 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 Even if somebody's been an autopilot person, which is going to be, I'm going to steal that from you. The autopilot Please. people that have lived their life that way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for whatever reason. They've been indoctrinated since they were a child to be, this is, this is what you need in life. Mm-hmm. You can't be weird. You can't be odd. You can't be strange. Yes. I hope that they listen to some of this and go, you know, <laughs> I remember when I did that in the mm-hmm. past and I loved that. I'm going to go back to that. I want to. There's joy. There's yeah. joy there. And, and what harm. So, I mean, that's okay. That's my, um. My most recent professional tattoo, um, which is the... Um, I like that you use professional tattoo, because I have non-professional tattoos as well. <laughs> so during lockdown, we ordered um, a tattoo kit, and I told Nate, um, I need you to mark me. I, I need... I, and that's what it was. I need you, Nate, yeah. my, my good partner, mm-hmm. Um I, it has to be you. Yeah. I need to be marked by you during this time. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. And, and you know, bless him because he was a nervous wreck about it. And, um, you know. It can be nerve wracking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So, 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 yeah. So that's a whole, that's a whole other story. But this um, tattoo, so this is the actual, um, Hippocrates from the Hippocratic Oath that okay. um, people in the medical profession uh-huh. take, yeah. right? So most of us know it as first do no harm. And it, it hews, the original Greek that he actually wrote hews oh. pretty close to that. So let's just say it's first do oh, no okay. harm. And when I tell most people who ask me um, what this says and what it means, when I tell most people it's first do no harm, it occurs to most people as, oh my God, she needs to be reminded to not do any harm. Huh. Oh. But it's not that at all. Yeah, they take it. There. It's yeah. it's not that at all. It's a reminder to me that because I don't do any harm by yeah. being fully myself. I don't do any harm by being odd. All of the ways in which I am odd are really harmless. Yeah. They and and they actually do they are healing for me. And they are healing for other people, too, if I may be so bold and, and have that modicum of vanity. Mm-hmm. But but they very definitely are, are healing for me. They're not hurting anybody else. So this tattoo is license for me. It's a yeah. reminder when I start to get shaky and internalize other people's judgment 
mm-hmm. that being other than that autopilot, you know, quote unquote yeah. respectable self yeah. is in some way, um, it, it should be illicit. It's in some way not okay. Yeah. This is my reminder that, it, I mean, hey, I'm not hurting anybody by writing what I write, yeah. the way that I write, um, putting it out there by the pieces that I create, the pictures that I take. So mm-hmm. I don't need to internalize those judgments. That's what this means to me. Thank you for listening today. Check out Lauren's work on Instagram. Her handle is Kalita XV FB. So it's K A L I T A X V F B. And tune in next week for the full interview. It's a very um, in depth and long interview, but I think it's uh, a lot of important things are said. I think it's great. It's a great interview. I think uh, you you guys will all enjoy it. So make sure to check out the Odd People Podcast Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. And go to the Facebook group. Join the group. You can go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and merchandise. I hope you tune in next time. Stay creative. Stay inspired. And as always, stay odd.